0: I spoke about it briefly yesterday, but today we're talking about Anthony Richardson, Florida Gators at the Senior Bowl, and we'll wrap up by recapping the Florida versus Tennessee men's basketball game from yesterday, or well last night, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening, making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. If you haven't seen my Twitter or my YouTube community page, uh, I'll be doing a live stream on YouTube tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time to, you know, talk Gators, NFL draft, whatever you guys want to talk about. I don't care. I'm just kicking it. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at wns underscore Brandon. You can find my written work at Whole Nine Sports. That is W H O L E N I N E Sports, and we're gonna get into it now. Um, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, who is someone who I, I speak about, and you know uh, whether it's Twitter or YouTube comments, um, y'all yeah, not happy or Apple podcast reviews, y'all yeah, not happy with how I feel about him. Um, and look, I'll, I'll take a look at his stats first because you guys, you know by now, I'm more into film than stats but you're going to throw the stats at me. Anyway, uh, passing he was 38 for 64 this year. That's 59.4% with 529 yards, six touchdowns, five interceptions, running the ball, 51 carries, 401 yards, and three touchdowns. Look, he, he's he, he is what he is. Um, I, I think, you know, the numbers, people try to throw them at me by the explosive play. People try to throw the explosive rushes, the explosive passes at me. Um, and here's the thing. Your entire offense can't be that. Um, and the entire Florida Gators offense will not be that. So, yeah, he's really great at big plays, but that's about it. Um, I I mean, because, like, here's where the part that you guys are going to murder me. um, The tape doesn't lie. The tape has never lied. Anthony Richardson is perfectly, perfectly capable of making some of the most impressive plays that we will ever see no matter what you're doing no matter who you're watching anthony richardson can make plays that are some of the most impressive plays that you will ever see however on the flip side he also makes some of the biggest plays that are just complete um head scratchers i guess would be the word to use where it's like okay like what the hell was he doing what did he see there what did he think would happen there um i'll point to him scrambling i believe it was the lsu game Roll into his right getting pressured and just chucking it right out of defender. It, it made no sense. Um, when you look at Anthony Richardson, there's something that is an undeniable fact, and that is his potential is through the roof. He is legitimately one of the few quarterbacks in college football where he, he, he has limitless potential. Like he he could become the best player on the planet, and I wouldn't be shocked by it because he's got all the physical tools to be the best quarterback on the planet. Um, However, he's got a pretty long way to go from there because right now all he is is a physical, a a, a toolsy guy, Um, and, and that's why his floor is so low, and that's why I'm not drooling over him as a quarterback. It's nothing against him. It's just right now, I think you have to go with who gives you the best chance to win. And that might be Anthony Richardson, but it might not be. And I'm very open to whoever it might be. Um, and I, I'm not the type to be like, oh, well, everything Anthony Richardson does is going to be compared to Emory Jones. That's just that that's not how I do it. I know a lot of people will see him make a deep pass, and it's like, oh, em- Emery wouldn't make that, but you could also look at plays where They don't make the riskier throw, and it's a safe play. It gets a first down, and people aren't going to say Anthony Richardson wouldn't do that. When it comes down to it, he probably wouldn't. He would probably take the deeper pass that's available, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's your flavor. That's who you want there. So that's what it is. It literally just comes down to personal preference. Um, I also think that if Anthony Richardson were in the 2022 NFL draft, he'd be a first or maybe second-round pick um, because we're seeing – more guys get drafted because of their physical tools and because of their pure potential, whether or not their floor is high or low, they're getting drafted because of their potential to be superstars. Now, quarterbacks especially, you get drafted off of your potential. If you're a a, a high floor, low ceiling kind of guy, then you're going to fall for that. But if you're a low floor, high ceiling kind of guy, you're going to rise because of the potential that you have. I've got no issue saying that right now he'd be a first round pick. I, I think he would, especially in this quarterback class, where it's all just a, a, a bunch of question marks right now. But, uh, and I know a lot of people are like, hey, he could be the best, the best Gators quarterback since Cam Newton or since Tim Tebow, as in obviously Cam Newton wasn't a great Gators quarterback, but he was on the roster. And so people are like, yeah, they could be that hum, which is kind of silly. But, and I know a lot of people are also like, you know, he can beat Cam Newton. Um, I, I, don't like that comparison really uh, I, I i liken him more to josh allen who is right now a top five quarterback in the nfl he's a top two young quarterback in the nfl and by young i mean under the age of like 26 27 um i liken him more to josh allen i don't think he runs with as much power as cam newton did or Tim Tebow, if you want to compare him to a Gators great. Um, I think he's got a lot more finesse than Cam Newton did. I, and I know Cam Newton can make guys miss, but Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson, they hurdle defenders. And they have the balls to do that, which is great for them. Um, I think he has just as much a cannon as either Cam Newton or Josh Allen. He's got one of the strongest arms on the planet right now. The arm talent is there. that That is undeniable. That you cannot, you can't doubt that one. The arm talent is there. The mobility is there. The mental game needs to develop and the mechanics need to be fixed. So I think those are the biggest things where it's like, yes, that is exactly what you think of when you think of a quarterback who his ceiling is limitless. His potential is limitless. He could be QB one in the on the planet, but he's got a lot of work to do. And that, that's fine to do. He's still a college kid. That That's fine to do. He hasn't even started a handful of games. Like he, He's he's still very new and very raw, and he's very green. And that'll get fixed as he gets more playing time and as he gets more experience. But at the same time, people need to stop holding him on this pedestal as if he's just this, this second coming of Tebow plus Cam plus whoever else you want to bring into it. That, that's just not what he is again although he's got the potential to get there he's he's currently not not that guy this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls right over your eyes is this how you're running your business with poor visibility because you are still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That is netsuite.com slash LOCKED, Now, we are going to take a look at the Florida Gators at the Senior Bowl, but <laughs> we're, we're not going to get too in-depth on the 2022 Senior Bowl right now. Um, that is for Monday's episode because on Monday's episode, I will be in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. It's going to be my third year covering the senior role. It is an awesome event this year. There will be three Florida Gators in mobile for the senior bowl. That is defensive lineman, Zachary Carter, uh, running back, Damian Pierce and linebacker, Jeremiah moon. All three of them will be playing for the Detroit lions team, which is dope because, uh, I mean, you look at the coaching staffs, it's the New York Jets and the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions have one of the sickest coaching staffs around. They are awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we got Zachary Carter, Damian Pierce, and Jeremiah Moon, which, again, we will get more in-depth into that on Monday, and we'll, we'll take a better look at things, and we'll run through how practices are going to go and how the game's going to go. Um, but just talking about the senior role in general with the Florida Gators, last year we saw Kadarius Toney, Sean Davis, and Trayvon Grimes all go to Mobile. And all had pretty solid weeks. Kadarius Tony, um, he got injured, I believe, the second day, maybe the third day he got injured. And, you know, that didn't help when people being like, oh, like, he's always hurt. Um, I believe it was the third day. Didn't play in the game. A little rough for him. He was having a great day in one-on-one – or a great week in one-on-ones. I remember watching Kadarius Tony and Sean Davis go at it in one-on-ones, and everybody was just like, wow, that dude got cooked. And it's like, well – It's a safety against one of the shiftiest receivers on the planet. So, yeah, he's going to get cooked. But the Florida Gators have found solid success at the Senior Bowl. You look at the year before that, and you had Van Jefferson, Jonathan Grenard, LaMichael Pirine, and Jabari Zuniga were there. I believe Zuniga didn't really practice. I don't even remember seeing Jonathan Grenard there, really. But I remember Van Jefferson and LaMichael Pirine there. Actually, no, I remember Jonathan Grenard. Um, sorry, I, that was my first time there. It was just a whirlwind um, time. But, yeah, it, it was sick. You know, Van Jefferson really helped solidify himself as a higher-round NFL draft pick, which a lot of people didn't really expect before Mobile. And LeMichael Piron, he got to show out quite a little bit. You know, there, there's a lot of drills where you look at these events and you you look at what they do, and it's like, I don't really know how this will translate the nfl but then there are some drills where it's like oh that makes a lot of sense like like pass blocking which is damian pierce is gonna if if pass blocking was like an important thing that nfl teams looked at weighed heavily um damian pierce would be a first-round (laughs) back, like like so easily he would just clean house at these one-on-ones because it's gonna be linebackers going against him so we're probably going to see jeremiah moon and damian pierce at some point next week we got to see a lot of gators last year or well we got to see our Gators matchup last year. We got to see the matchup the year before, and we will get to see the matchup again this year, which is really awesome. But the Gators have had players like, there's uh, been there? Tim Tebow was there. Tim Tebow was a, a big selling point because, you know, he, especially at the time, the senior bowl wasn't nearly as big as it is right now, or now you've got multiple first round picks going, multiple first round quarterbacks going to the senior bowl. Justin Herbert was at the senior bowl. I believe only four players rejected the senior bowl or, or their senior bowl invite this year. And if I'm not mistaken, two or three of those were because of injury that they rejected those invites. Um, so so the Senior Bowl now is is much more prestigious than it used to be. Uh, Aaron Donald helped make a name for himself at the Senior Bowl. Guys make names for themselves at the Senior Bowl. And Tim Tebow, he was a huge name and he went because he was he was Tim Tebow. He was the greatest college quarterback of all time. He still is the greatest college quarterback of all time. I don't give a damn what your stats say, Joe Burrow. Um, but Tim Tebow is it. Johnny Townsend showed up. Trent Brown was there. Mike Gillisley was there, who's one of my favorite getters of all time. Alex Anzalone got to go to Mobile, and they all helped their NFL future. Sure. You know, uh, Johnny Townsend's bounced around the league. Tim Tebow wasn't there for long. Trent Brown's bounced around a little bit. Alex Anzalone, his only issue has been able to has been not being able to stay healthy. Mike Gillisley, you know, th- didn't last out, but he he had his moments of just like, wow, he, he's making big plays. The senior role is the perfect time for NFL draft prospects to help raise their stock and become NFL players. It's an opportunity to speak to all NFL teams. I know last year I spoke to Felipe Frank's agents and his reps and other people around and I was like, I know Felipe spoke with every NFL team. He spoke with some teams twice. He spoke with some teams three times and it's like, wow, like you get that opportunity to speak to NFL teams. You get to work out in front of NFL teams in one-on-ones just just doing whatever you're doing whether it's just running routes well covered not covered in full seven on sevens 11 on 11s you get to do everything that you need to do in front of these nfl teams in person and in front of media you know you get your name out there a little bit more you build your brand the senior bowl is a perfect time for anybody to really make a name for themselves in the nfl draft and this year's no different so zachary carter I'm looking forward to what he's going to do, Jeremiah Moon, Damian Pierce. And if any of them went to the Detroit Lions, that would be dope because, uh, well, Detroit Lions would be actually a great fit for all three of them. But, uh, again, we'll get more into it on Monday. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. Florida Gators have a pretty rich history at the Senior Bowl now. I believe it's four years in a row that there's been at least one Florida Gator there. There was a one-year break, I believe, but before that, there was also a long stretch of guys getting to go there. Chris Rainey was at the Senior Bowl. It, it, it's an awesome time, um, and and you know these guys hopefully will make the most of their opportunity. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I did. I've been I've been cleaning up. Yesterday was a little rough, but you know besides that, we, we've been we've been pretty solid. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously. Florida football, Florida men's basketball has been a little rough. They got women's basketball in there now, so I've, I've actually made a little bit of money on that. But the money line against LSU, so that worked out. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code Locked On L O C K E D no space O N. Hey Gators fans, I'm telling y'all about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It is Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every single time that they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Score that is S C O R E for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash. Back and don't pay full price at the pump anymore. You 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 get that back. You know, what I mean? maximize your return on all your investments. Do do what you got to do. People, if you drive a lot, you're gonna make a lot more money back. Obviously, make sure you got to fill it up. It, it it's a great investment. Trust me. I started driving now, so I started using Get Upside. You can get the cash out to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code SCORE to get 25 cents per gallon or more. Cashback on your first tank. The Florida Gators men's basketball team are now 12 and 8 on the season and 3 and 5 in conference play after falling to the Tennessee Volunteers in yet again another um, underwhelming performance from just a, a, a Gators team that is constantly. Uh, disappointing the Gators got off to a hot start being a 42 to 34 at halftime but sure enough the most inconsistent team in college basketball n- basket n- sports history uh, they 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 did their thing again in the second half the volunteers demolished the Gators by outscoring them 44 to 29. And it was, um, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch that. Yeah. That, that, that was a blast. Anthony Deruji before fouling out was once again, having one of the better scoring games of his career with 16 points on six of 10 shooting with six rebounds. Unfortunately, before picking up his fifth foul, he also had five turnovers. So, you know, a little bit of a give and take there. Anthony DeRugy has really come into his own offensively since Colin Calston has been injured because, of course, there was that post presence missing. There's just another, there's points to be had pretty much in Jatobo. Didn't do it this time last week. He hit, or on Monday, he hit a solid game himself, but this team still cannot figure things out. Myron Jones and Flanders Fleming, you know, they, they combined for 21 points on nine of 20 shooting off the bench, which I I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that because especially with Myron Jones and Flynn Fleming, they tend to kind of force their shots a bit. So for them to go a combined nine for 20 is not the issue that I have with them, but I do have an issue with them. And that is that (laughs) that included a combined two for 11 from three, which is just so awful. The team shot 30.3% from three. And it was just, it's atrocious basketball yet again from the Florida Gators and look, I, I get it, Mike White. Like, you're, you're in one of the toughest seasons of your coaching career because you've got Colin Castleton out. There's been COVID issues. Your team's playing just back-to-back. I, I get it. I get it. But, man, your team is just underperforming incessantly at this point. And it don't look good for you, Mikey. The Gators, which are typically a team that are good at defending three-pointers, um, they, they just didn't do a good enough job last night because of course the Tennessee volunteers really got hot in the second half. The Tennessee volunteers Volunteers really cleaned up in the second half, but uh, the volunteers also shot 46% from three, which is just insane. I mean, that's a higher shooting percentage from three than the Gators had overall with their field goal percentage. Uh, So it it was really rough. Um, It's just a game where that can't happen. Like Tennessee – You guys know we had Eric Kane on the show uh, yesterday, and we spoke about how these teams both of them struggle from three. They're both very inconsistent. And Eric said, Look, there are some nights where they catch fire, but there are some nights when they're in the 20s. And then both teams, you know, both teams can catch fire from three, but they're usually inconsistent. And both teams are poor free throw shooters. And these teams combined for, uh, I believe it was 27 for 28, shooting from the free throw line. And that's just remarkable. The Gators were nine for nine. Uh, Tennessee, of course, was 17 or 18 or 18 to 19. Missed one free throw is my point. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a very uncharacteristic game considering these two. It was higher scoring than I expected, especially when the Florida Gators got off to a hot start. And I was like, okay, like like 42 points in the first half is is damn good for this team that averages, what is it, 70, 72 at this point. And so the 42 in the first half was it was stellar. And even, you know, total wise, it wasn't bad, but you can't allow 34 and then 44 and expect to win the game when your offense just is not playing lights out. It's as simple as that. The Gators were absolutely dominated on the boards. They just rebounding was just awful for them, which I get because Colin Castleton is out. But, man, and it it also sucks because Anthony DeRuji fouled out, and it it was just rough. But the Gators were manhandled on the boards, being out-rebounded 35-24, and it wasn't necessarily offensive rebounds that killed them. I believe Tennessee had three more offensive rebounds. It wasn't just straight defensive rebounds. It was just rebounding in general was just atrocious for these Florida Gators, and that's something that all year has been a big issue. You know, They started off the year 6-0, 7-0, and then we saw uh, Texas Southern destroy Florida on the boards. And it's happened way too often for a team that should be more talented. You know, Anthony DeRucci has got to get more aggressive on the boards. Myron Jones is one of our better rebounders and he's also a point guard that plays on the bench. Florida actually did manage to win the turnover battle. And, and that was fine. You know, uh, it was Florida had 13 turnovers and Tennessee had 19 turnovers. And that's, that's a fine way to win the turnover battle. But of those 13 Florida turnovers, 11 of them came from two people. It was Tyree Appleby and Anthony DeRugia. And Anthony DeRugia, like I said, like he he gives, he takes, sure he had 16 points, but he had, I believe it was five turnovers. Yeah, he had, he had 16 points but five turnovers. He And, you know, it, it's just, it, it can't happen like that. And it's like, yeah, like he did a solid job rebounding, but it doesn't matter if you foul out and then you can't help your team anymore. So things like that, where it's like, man, like just, You got to get better at the little things. The little things are always what is killing this Florida Gators team, whether it's turning the ball over, which they, they turn the ball over, not a ton, but bad spots. And and two people really kill them with turnovers. So turnovers, not great. Shooting the three ball, 30.3%. That ain't good enough to be a competitive basketball team, especially when your defense not, uh, not doing too great. You know, first half, 34 is not bad for a half 44 is so you are you, turning the ball over you're missing your threes you're giving the op- the opposing team open threes and you're not winning the rebounding battle and you know you're 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 fouling more I believe the team had 19 team fouls and it's, it's like at, at what point do you look at this team and you go okay they, they just don't do anything right because like I mentioned before with, with this roster specifically, Mike White can't blame the roster. Mike White built the roster. You can't blame the roster that you built and think that that's going to be your scapegoat, that that, that you're going to just get a mulligan on it. No. If you built the roster and the roster sucks, that's your fault, Mikey. And if your team can't do the fundamentals of basketball, taking care of the ball, boxing out and rebounding, taking open good shots, things like that, then you're not going to win this game. Not fouling and converting your free throws. This game, you did a good job converting your free throws. Only nine attempts, but you did a good job converting your free throws. But usually, mm -hmm, not not, not too great for Florida. So there are simple things where if your roster's not good enough, that's your fault. If your team can't do the fundamentals as a basketball coach, that's your fault. So there's just too many instances where it's like, yeah, you can blame Mike White for these things. Where even if some of them aren't his fault, it's not like he's bringing in these high caliber recruits and they're not performing. He's not really bringing in a ton of high caliber recruits to begin with. At Kwasi Reeves, who's performing, but he he's not bringing in these five stars and four stars at the Wazoo. Like that's that's not what he's doing. So it, it it comes down to you're not doing a good enough job building this roster. You're not doing. And by the way, he did a great job bringing in transfers, but transfers aren't going to build your championship team when you don't have the foundation. So he did a good job bringing transfers, but he hasn't been a good job. He hasn't done a good job at just recruiting in general. He hasn't coached his players the simple fundamentals of basketball. He hasn't improved them significantly throughout the season. And now they're dealing with injuries. They're dealing with exhaustion from playing three games in five days, which I understand. That's not your fault. But at a certain point, you got to stop giving getting a free pass here. So Mike White, you belong to be on the hot seat. And yeah, it ain't looking great for you. Florida's next game is this Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time against 10 and 8 Oklahoma State. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow. You know that. We're going to talk Florida Gators. Don't forget to check out the live stream tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Lockdown Gators YouTube. We'll talk Gators draft, NFL, whatever you want to talk about. I don't care. I got time. Now make your second listen. Locked on Vols. Give, give Eric Kane a little bit of a listen because he's going to be talking about this game for sure today. So make sure to give Eric Kane a listen with Locked on Vols. He does fantastic work. He's he's just so good at his job. For Locked on Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WMS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with whole9sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And I'll see you all tomorrow.